For sure. Thank you, Wags. It's only an hour. Jeff, how Jordan Scruggs. Jordan, uh, yeah, so the Kenny Baker news has kind of got uh, dumped in our lap <laughs> right as uh, chaos there is wrapping up. But this is it. Kenny Baker's the new defensive tackles coach uh, for Texas. Uh, he's with the Miami Dolphins right now as the assistant defensive line coach. I've got to keep my, uh, you know what, I've got to keep my notifications on in case uh, my man Chip needs help with anything in the editing process. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, Jordan, I know we've got to look more into this, but on the surface, man, this is Sart putting together a, a search on his own and interviewing candidates. We talked about even though Johnny Nansen ended up being the guy at linebacker's coach, Sark was pretty thorough in terms of the guys he interviewed. Uh, man, I, I have no reason to to distrust Sark on coaching hires because, honestly, other than retaining Andre Coleman, all of his hires, have he's knocked them out of the park. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, outside of that one, he's pretty damn good. <laughs> Shout out to Andre Coleman, by the way, I guess. Um you know, it is it is what it is. We've gone down the Andre Coleman rabbit hole before, but uh, yeah, I I don't. I'm, I mean, I, I'll be honest, man. I don't know a ton about Kenny Baker uh, in terms of him as a coach. I got to do some more research on it. But uh, talking about a guy that's young, man. I mean, Kenny Baker was playing college football uh, a decade ago. Well, not more, more than a decade ago. Played at Gardner Webb from 05 to 08, but you know. Uh, he Kenny Baker was at Barry College, Jordan, back in 2013 and 2014. He was a D line coach at Mercer, and he goes to the Dolphins, and now he's a defensive line coach at Texas. I gotta think part of this is we know Sark is uh, tight in, might be a strong term, but yeah, he's been out to watch Sean McVay's practice. He, he's gotten acquainted with Sean McVay, he knows Kyle Shanahan from the time they. Where two ships passing in the night in Atlanta. So he's got some connections to that Shanahan coaching tree, which Mike McDaniel is a part of. I'm going to go ahead and say, I'm real interested to find out from Sark. Did he talk to Mike McDaniel? Did Mike McDaniel sign off on this guy? And, you know, how, how big of a role did Mike McDaniel play in this hire? Because I guarantee you, if Mike McDaniel signed off on it, then Sark was all about it. Just knowing how much he trusts the guys that are in that coaching tree. Yeah, yeah, just uh just going through his stuff real quick on, on the Dolphins website and where he was at before the Dolphins in Western Kentucky. Uh he's from Georgia, which I like a lot. Um he's from Cartersville, Georgia. I don't know if anyone really knows uh geography of, of the Atlanta area, but basically if you were to take uh, Buford and just put it on the west side instead of the east side and keep it just as north, that's where Cartersville. So suburb of uh atlanta um and i mean you talk to you talk to folks from georgia it's pretty much like you live in atlanta if you live in georgia so like everyone will say they're from there um but having someone from georgia on the staff is big i I, jeff you're going to be able to answer the question for me but i I have no idea when the last time it was that they had a texas uh on field full-time staffer from the pete state um, it's very important to have ties to the Peach State. There was, I just looked, 15 prospects from Georgia ranked inside of 24-7 sports' top 100. There were 13 from Texas. So uh, Georgia obviously puts out some legit ball players. I know Texas fans probably might not have as great of an idea. Um, obviously, they don't, you know, sign too many guys or recruit too many guys from Georgia. So 
you know that that could be changing. Um, uh, I give you a couple guys. I, I give you a couple guys. Uh, stay, uh, Mac McCorder was a guy from Georgia who, when he was the old line coach, but Texas under Mac, they weren't they weren't recruiting Georgia real hot and heavy at the time. Uh, I'm trying to remember. Ken Rucker, I don't, I don't think, I know Ken Rucker coached at Georgia. But I don't remember, I'll be lying if I told you I knew where Ken Rucker was from. Um, Muschamp, CB said Muschamp. Yeah, yeah, Will Muschamp uh, for sure. Uh, Stacy Searles was from Georgia, played at Auburn, but Stacy's from Georgia. Uh, yeah, probably prob- Will, but probably, I'm trying to think of that Charlie Strong staff. If anybody was from Georgia, like Stacy Searles might be the last one. And actually, Stacy Searles did try to get Texas uh, some inroads in the state of Georgia. He recruited some of those Georgia high schools. It was just Texas just wasn't in a position to where they could really go nationally at the time. So, yeah, um, I know right now, I mean, like talking to uh, I've been talking to Brett Greenberg at our at our Alabama side a fair amount lately and. Uh, it's funny, like the way schools recruit different geographies is so interesting. And he said Alabama, like the way the Atlanta metropolitan area is divided, it's split up among six different Alabama coaches. <laughs> and, and it's basically like if you were to get like a clock and it's like, uh, OK, Coach Jeff has time like 12 to two o'clock. Uh, Coach Jordan has time two to four o'clock. And like that's kind of how their zones are on the map is they've kind of split it up in, like, pie pieces. Um, so Hank and Brett have always told me they would <laughs> just figure out who the primary was by just looking on a map of part of Atlanta they were and figuring out whose little zone they were in. But, um, yeah, and also with Bama, that's interesting. Texas doesn't do this really at all. Like, it, it, at Bama, they, they have to recruit a lot more nationally than Texas does where they can pull yeah. from more the in-state uh, pool. Alabama has to go out of state, so you have a lot of – different regions for different guys on your staff recruiters and instead of like for example jared gibson his primary recruiter was to shard choice alabama would have like the d-line coach recruiting him because that's like his primary area so that always kind of blew my mind i didn't know that's like a week ago that they were very strict about like sticking to the regional recruiter as a primary just because when you're you're out of position it doesn't really make like a ton ton of sense yeah that that's a little that's a little old school um Mac Mac handled some areas in Texas like that, like uh, Metro Houston, Greater Houston, and DFW was divided like that. Like, um, you know, I'm trying to, I, I can't remember back that far who all had what, but like you had one coach that would basically be assigned to, <clears throat> like they would even split South Dallas, Jordan. Like one coach would be assigned to like Lancaster, <clears throat> excuse me, and then going over to like Mesquite, kind of that way. Mm-hmm. Um. Kind of up the up like six thirty five that side, and then one coach would have like Desoto, South Dallas, and then that would bleed like up the two eighty seven corridor into Mansfield and Arlington. But then one coach you had responsible for like DISD, then another one would be responsible for Plano, then whoever had West Texas because there's not a lot in West Texas, they would also have like Fort Worth ISD, Alito, kind of everything to the west of Arlington. So yeah, you were real specific, and then like. One assistant would just have like Fort Bend County, and then somebody would have like Spring. So Matt, that's kind of old school the way Alabama does it in Atlanta. That's how Texas yeah. used to do or, it in DFW. Yeah, I mean it was Nick Saban, Alabama. So I'm assuming knowing that DeBoer, I mean I obviously don't know him, but hearing that he's a pretty strategic guy, I doubt he'll uh, 
kind of keep the same old school method. But uh, adding Kenny Baker to the staff is important because, I mean, dude, that's added to Shard Choice. Like, you you don't really hear much about uh, kids in Georgia being like, yeah, man, like Texas, Texas, Texas. I love them. Like, usually when, when it's a Georgia kid or somewhere, a kid from that region, it's usually because Tashar Choice is involved in the recruitment that Texas is in it. Um, yeah. Tashar Choice has been worth his weight in what they're paying him like 10 times over. Um, I know it gets talked about like every two other day, every other two days on Twitter, but th- like they're, they're going to have to figure out how they're going to keep him because he's too good of a coach to not b- be getting hired away soon. I mean, at some at some point, I, I I figure that we've talked about this. I don't think you even have to make him a coordinator, um, because he's not going to be the play caller at Texas ever. And I don't I don't know that he would. I guess I just don't know what Tashard Choice's aspirations are. Um, you know, if he wants to be a play caller, then obviously he would need to head somewhere where he's going to have play calling responsibilities because it's not going to be at Texas, uh, or. He he could probably I could see him doing the Stan Drayton thing where if you look at kind of at Stan's career, I think Tashar could do this. Maybe he goes to the NFL for a little bit, or maybe just because he was a player, he doesn't he knows the NFL system well enough. But he could go from being a running backs coach to being a head coach. Somebody would hire Tashar Choice as a head coach because his credentials now, he's got some skins on the wall, but on top of that. If if any AD or a hiring committee gets him in an interview, yeah, he's gonna crush he would, it. He would knock it out of the park, dude. That'd be a home run. So yeah. I, I don't I don't know that he, he being the being the running backs coach at Texas is that's a job that's better than a lot of play calling jobs. Where if you're the running backs coach at Texas, you're you're brought there because you can recruit and the fact that you've got an offensive knowledge base working with Sark. Uh, and knowing Tashar Choice's background, uh, I think he could go from being a position coach to a head coach. Yeah. Um, I saw someone say that a special assistant to the head coach and an analyst job. Apparently uh, new. Um, so trying to find Twitter for that. Do we have a new special assistant to the head coach? Sorry, we're we're kind of wheels off. I'm trying to do some yeah. content planning, a uh, <laughs> bunch of different other stuff. Okay, I'm trying to get my my man Eric Henry. This is yeah. see, this is where Eric's years of covering like Conference USA and the Sun Belt are really going to pay off because he's got some connections from to Kenny Baker from when he was at Western Kentucky in terms of reaching out and doing a story on Kenny Baker. This is his background. Uh, oh, there, oh, 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 oh. I, I see what y'all are saying. Y'all are saying it's posted on the website where they got to post all the jobs. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, yeah. Whenever I see work there, I don't, I thought that was just like some weird site or something. I didn't, okay. my brain didn't think that's where jobs are posted. Yeah. No, it, it makes sense. Um, you know, I know uh, we've heard that Paul Christ is coming back. Um, we know that uh, Payam Sadat is not coming back because. He's going to join Jeff Choate's staff at Nevada. So it's amazing. Like Choate's taking three guys with him from Texas to Nevada. Joey Thomas, uh, Jaco Smith, and, and Payam Sadat is also going to go to Nevada. Um, so, yeah, there's a, definitely an opening for a defensive special assistant to the head coach. I don't know. I haven't heard if Jody Camillus is coming back or not. But, yeah, those are those are jobs that are, are, are meant to be rotated through on a, a yearly basis. Like, you're not – 
they're for guys like like Paul Chris that he's you know getting that mailbox money from Wisconsin at this point. Like he doesn't, Paul Chris doesn't yeah. need the doesn't or need Gary Patterson money. when he's bored. Yeah, uh, you know Joe D. Camillus has been around for a long time, and that's that was a connection he had with Jeff Banks from way back anyway. So yeah, those it's kind of like the you know anytime an analyst leaves, it's like you know I, I know Jordan. I'm sure it was unfortunate because you you've been privy to how important Joey Thomas was in terms of his work with the secondary, but those analyst positions, like they're what, like $50,000 a year jobs. Like you're not, you're not staying in that job forever. If you've got a, a chance to be a, a division one position coach, then you'll go take that full-time gig. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean, Hey man, they, uh, Finally got finally got the D line coach figured out, so now people on the board can stop asking about. It. I've seen some different little, uh, I don't even know what to call it, dust stops, I guess, <laughs> about people arguing about uh, the, the defensive line, yeah, um, or the defensive line coaching job. But yeah, not bad uh, for for Kenny Baker, Lakeside High School, DC for three seasons, okay. Barry College, co-DC slash linebackers, and Mercer for five seasons. Chattanooga for a season, Western Kentucky for two seasons, and then I believe it's the Dolphins for two. No, he's only with the Dolphins for one, just twenty twenty. Oh, for one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for yeah. some reason, only the 2022 season. Yeah, his, his profile on the West, I already looked, his profile on the Western Kentucky website is uh, is incomplete. But maybe that's just when you leave, there's like, F it, we're not updating this guy's profile. Yeah, no, I remember <laughs> I would go to uh, like during when I was covering the portal the first few days. It was so funny to see the guys that I've entered and like you go to their school website to find their stats and more about them. So you can write about them. Yeah. And like you can't fucking find them on the roster or anywhere it, on the it just deactivated. It, it's like, holy shit. Like Zenith tweeted he was in the portal 10 minutes ago. Like, like uh, y'all are quick. <laughs> um. That happened to the guys like earlier in like the first two years. Sark was the head coach. Like now, like like especially like the guys that stayed through the bowl game, like Larry Turner Gooden and even Jalen Catalan's profile was still on the website through the bowl game. But like those first couple years, man, like like when we found out a Jai Hall when Sark told everybody that Jai Hall was gone, like dude, all presence of a Jai Hall vanished off the website. Like we, the Jai Hall just vapored. Jaleel Billingsley was the same way. Like BJ Foster, like done like gone like the dude just vanished so yeah. i was like the, like the old dane cook bit you don't remember this jordan you're young but like the dane cook bit of like you you envision when you delete someone's number you delete a contact out of your phone like that person just vanishes like they somehow just disappears so that's why you hang on to like random contact numbers for forever that's i don't know maybe that or it's just my like my hoarding tendencies like i've still got numbers from prospects on my phone like, i think it does i still got like speedy noyle's number in my phone I don't know why, but I've got speedy Noel, like Cam Robinson, like dudes that I may have just talked to like one time, uh, but I ended up saving the numbers that Texas vaguely recruited. Thank you, CB, for that's what that deserves a rim shot. CB says BJ Foster vanished long before that. Yes, we we know we're we're aware. Um, you, uh, I need to, I need to send a text here real quick. What you got, Jordan? I kind of forgot I was going to say I'm I'm in the process of I found uh, believe this is, this might be a PR release from whenever they hired him I think the whenever the Dolphins hired Kenny Baker okay um interesting 
Hmm. So he should be about. He should be about. He's probably class of 2005 out of high school, so that would put him at like about 36, 37. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ish. Um, not bad. Not bad at all. Not bad at all. Because, you know, like everybody loves the, the young coaches. Everyone likes talking about how Nebraska is Joey McGuire's son, who's like, Shit, man, like 25 or 26 or 27, like something ridiculous, super, super young. And I'm saying this is a 21-year-old. Um, but, like, there's no way that's not hurting Nebraska in recruiting. Like, if I was a parent and I have a son who's like, I don't know, let's say he's a top receiver in America, and we're yeah. going to go take a visit to Nebraska for some reason because we're, we're picking up bags, right? <laughs> and I'm sitting down with my son or whatever in like uh, on, a, on a visit, and it's like, and I got to hear a 20. Like, if he if he passes the test, like, and I'm, I trust him, I trust him. But I don't know. I feel like having someone that young on your staff, like, kind of shoots yourself in the foot more than it wouldn't in some cases. Yeah, for sure. So getting someone that isn't too old but isn't in their 20s, perfect. Um, and at 36, 37, a uh, guy from Georgia, like, they're, uh, I, I like to add on paper, at least so far. Um, so, this is just so interesting. He hasn't used his Twitter in, like, almost a year. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, he needs to, needs to update that social. Yeah, he hadn't, and since he worked for the Dolphins, he hadn't used it. Um, hang on a sec. Sorry, everybody. I'm. I apologize. Like, like I said, yeah. the Kenny Baker stuff just got dropped on us, and Jordan and I have you know other jobs we're supposed to. Do. I'll get back to talking Texas football in a minute, but I do need to text our guy Chip Brown real quick. You're um, all good. I'll uh, I'll talk Ryan Williams. Go for um, it. Yeah. He kind of. I mean, I guess you could say he did it out of nowhere yesterday when the news had broke. Um, obviously, five star wide receiver from uh, Saryland, Alabama. He's committed to Alabama for a little over a year and then uh, ended up decommitting once Coach Saban retired. Um, ended up taking an OV to AM, had an OV scheduled to Texas, also one scheduled to Auburn. Uh, news broke about two to three ish days ago. He wouldn't be taking that visit to Texas. We had kind of already always reported Texas was never really legitimately in the mix for, for Ryan Williams, I'd say. So we always kind of, I guess, kept a warning on uh, on the package and then. The package never made it to our doorstep, so don't even. I, I don't know where I'm going with the analogy, but uh, kind of just came up with it. But uh, we always said it's probably Auburn. Uh, yesterday on the show, I know I said it was mostly Auburn, but Alabama was picking up steam, and they're also legit uh, again in this recruitment. Um, and he obviously ended up committing to Alabama. Also uh, canceled his visit to Auburn and pretty much just said his recruitment's done. So, I mean, he said that last year around this time whenever mm-hmm. he committed. But, you know, obviously situations are much different. And um, usually whenever kids give statements that uh, big and that they want pushed out that bad that it's shut down, like they, they really will mean it. So, um, and that being said, the, the 2024 class, at least the high school uh, recruiting class, pretty much – officially sailed at this point um i probably have a higher chance of walking outside my door and getting struck by lightning right now than <laughs> terry bussy would flip at least that's where things are right now with terry i'm told um so 
2024 class. You can you can box it up because it is done pretty much. Yeah. I, if it isn't done, I'll be very surprised. I'll just say it that way. Yeah. I mean, I, the the Sark even have a signing day press conference. I mean, he probably does just to update everybody and everything. That's probably where he'll address the Kenny Baker stuff. But dude, it's he'll he'll, he'll do it then so we can break down our uh, behind the scenes stampede that'll come out that morning. <laughs> <laughs> Um, hopefully he'll uh he'll look more favorably upon it than other Texas head coaches have in the past. Yeah, not that, anything, not that anything was wrong when what Mike did it was all factual. It's just I forgot. You gotta you're gonna have to fill me in. I've heard about this, but I forgot. I'll tell you the story. I'll, I'll tell you the story. Okay, okay. By the way, I got not you. to do a little teaser, right? Remember I told you there was one SEC head coach that if he and Chris Beard got locked in a room together. Yeah, coach would do their best to make sure Chris Beard probably didn't leave. And we're not going to name the name. I texted you the name. Is it not? Is that not a hundred percent believable that that scenario could go down? Yeah, it's a thousand percent believable. That's why when I when I heard it, I'm like, oh yeah, I I'll totally believe that. Yeah. Hey, I mean, I wish it got down like that in SEC football, man. I'd love to see like Kirby Smart with steam coming out of his ears, like rushing to go whoop some of uh. Jeff Levy's ass. I couldn't think of his name. I was why like, did, what is the Mississippi State Jeff head coach? I don't know. I was just trying to think, like, who's kind of innocent that everyone is like, oh, okay. You know, I don't drink, know. Drink. Drink. Yeah, but, like, people actually kind of, probably kind of want his ass to get beat. He's corny as hell. Brian Kelly. Like, yeah, also him. He's also, like, kind of old, so that's low-key elderly abuse. <laughs> so, also, I'm Brian, Brian Kelly. Kelly's not that old. There are, I know there are a lot of rumors that, um, oh, well, Miami running backs coach Tim Harris expect to be hired as OC at UCF. Um, I know there's a lot of talk about uh, maybe Brian Kelly to Michigan. I actually heard from someone yesterday that I respect very much and uh, has been a very good source to me. That retirement is apparently on the table for Brian Kelly. So, um, what? Hey, I, that was my reaction too, and I'm like, "What?" And they're like, "Yeah, that's that's all I've been told right now." I was like, "Okay, so uh, obviously not saying it'll happen, but just saying that that's apparently something that could be getting considered." So, dude, uh, that would be a humongous. No matter what, you want Brian Kelly gone from LSU as a Texas fan because that would open up the 2024 oh. class, which is currently on pace to probably end up number one, number two overall. Um, you know, they have the number one overall player, number one receiver, and the number one running back already committed. So uh LSU is cooking in twenty-five. He's sixty. Yeah, I know. He just he looks old. He like you know how some like Pete Carroll's the oldest coach in the or was the oldest coach in the NFL. And then I don't know, like you'll look at other like they put Troy Aikman on the screen. I don't know how old he is, and he looks hungover as hell half the time in the broadcast booth. Like Troy, older Troy than Pete Carroll. Uh, Troy's very tan. Yeah. So I don't know. Like, I assumed I used, he was older than sixty-two. To be honest, I used to say this uh, when Max time at Texas was dwindling down, and Max's look just run down. Like he yeah. looked like you know Max how you watch, rough. You know how you look at uh, presidents, presidents how they age through. Like if you look at like you look at pick a president like Bush, Obama, Trump, whoever it is, like how they look on inauguration day. Now they look 
four years later, like, or, you know, two-term presidents, like eight years later, like dudes look totally different dudes. Uh, that's how Mac looked at the end. And I was like, dude, Mac Brown and Nick Saban are the same age. And they did not look like the same age in 2013 at all. Hell no. Nah. It, it was crazy after Saban retired, seeing like all these tribute videos of him. And it's like, damn, okay. I, now I remember when Saban had some, some real hair on his head, some full hair. I thought I, I understand it because of how how he's hair. how he's revered in the state of Alabama, but it was kind of like I'm kind of like all right, y'all know he's like he's not dead, right? Like he's still alive. <laughs> like I understand like leaving like, like leaving stuff at the statue, like that that was where I was kind of like all right. And part of me being a fat kid, I was like, dude, why are y'all gonna leave a full box of oatmeal pies at the statue? Like, man, y'all gonna let that go to waste? I hope Nick Saban would walk by and nobody would fault him for picking that up and stack him in his new office. Nick Saban just starts pounding some four locos that, that Bama students left at his oh, feet geez, of his dude. statue. Man, see, you weren't you weren't around. What what I would do, what what the money I would pay to see Nick Saban just like grab a four locos, like hit one of these, hit one of these right see, there in front of his statue. I would pay money to see that. You weren't alive to experience the original Four Loco. I don't even kind of really want to even know what that is. <laughs> Dude, there, it was like liquid cocaine was basically like the best way to describe the original Four Loco. Mm. I, I, I drank, there was a time where I drank this stuff called Sparks. It had like X's at the end, so I called it Bubba Sparks, like the rapper. But it was some kind of like... They marketed the stuff, Jordan. They marketed it as alcoholic energy drinks. I'm like, dude, that's the worst stuff to market to college kids. But we're dumb. We didn't know any better. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying, Daryl, Jordan wasn't around for the OG Four Loco. Nobody needs to go back and experience the original Four Loco. Jeff, I know you're a uh, Cowboys fan. So uh, per Jeremy Fowler from ESPN, former Chargers offensive coordinator Kellen Moore is interviewing with the Eagles today for the offensive coordinator job. Good for him. He needs a gig. He needs a gig. Yeah, Matthew, you remember Sparks? Better better than most Cowboys fans. They're all laughing at this. No, I mean, dude, it's... uh, Honestly, honestly, Kellen Moore getting an OC job in the NFL, I find infinitely more digestible than Ryan Day hiring Bill O'Brien. Like, the fact, the fact that an educated football fan base like the Ohio State fan base really trying to talk themselves into Bill O'Brien being a great hire. Like, dude, like Nick Saban let that dude walk. Bill Belichick let that, like, they just Bill Belichick, if he'd come back, he'd probably going to fire Bill O'Brien. Yeah. And this is the dude Ryan Day is trusting to handle his offense. Okay. I guess, man. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know about that. Um, it's like for every for every good thing, Ohio. It's like I don't know why college football programs sometimes like for every good thing you do, you just need to do one thing. That you're like, well, that doesn't really make any sense. Uh, yeah, Ohio State's been dropping bags for NIL guys, which is great. It shows you how fed up they are with losing to Michigan. But then you're going to hire Bill O'Brien and potentially screw the whole thing up. Uh, all right, I guess. I'm very interested to see who the first uh, portal entry is going to be from uh, Michigan. There's are there's already a lot of smoke around Will Johnson being a uh, being a name we could potentially be talking about. Um, 
I mean, I know. do think if Will Johnson was to enter the transfer portal, that uh, Texas would kick the tires. Um, talking about a guy who was probably probably the top corner in the country last year. I mean, him or Jabbar. One thing I was really surprised about because. And, and we haven't talked about Jabbar Muhammad in a few days. Um, and it's kind of just because it really seems like he's trending away from Texas. And that's kind of yeah. been the vibe from sources the last few days. And uh, no real new information besides that. Um, he wanted to go through with his Oregon visit this weekend. So that's what he's going to do. And pretty much every source you talk to has said, you know, he's going to make a decision after the Oregon visit. So really hasn't been anything new to report. Um, but Whenever we kind of were reporting more on him and, you know, you look him up, look at the different accolades. Dude, he was only second team All-Pac-12 last year. Yeah. Jamar Muhammad. And now I didn't watch every Washington game. I didn't watch every Pac-12 game. I could probably name, like, maybe five Pac-12 DBs off the top of my head. Um, and it's it'd be because they're state of Texas players, most likely. Your, uh, cons- your consensus All-American defensive back. She had Cooper DeJean uh, from Iowa was one of the corners, uh, and then two safeties, Avery Watts from Notre Dame, and then Malachi Starks from uh, from Georgia. Georgia. Um, I'm trying to see, what Will Johnson had been made some All-American teams, right? He was a, or he's in he a made, Will Johnson only made one All-American team? Damn. You're telling me Ter- Terry and Arnold made more all Kool-Aid McKinstry made more All-American teams than Will Johnson? Okay, you want to hear something crazy that I didn't know till Hank just dropped a bomb on me at the junior day? What? Do you know who L'Oreal Sarkeesian's cousin is and how her and Sark met? This is what Hank told me. No idea. This is this is good. This is good fodder. Those good stories. Though I've no, I really have no idea. Terry on Arnold. So Terry and Arnold is like is like L'Oreal Sarkeesian. It's either cousin or nephew. It's one of the two. It's something like that. So they're related. That's what Hank said. Yeah, and they and L'Oreal and Sark met because Terion apparently is one of those. I mean, I didn't cover Terion Arnold out of high school, but Hank said he was one of those kids that had like twenty offers by the end of his freshman year. The whole country was recruiting him, and uh, whenever Bama was recruiting him or whatever, they had Sark come on and they had ended up meeting or whatever. Now they're married, so interesting. Yeah, um, Ohio State hiring Ross Bjork is just. That's another one. Blows my mind. Aggie fans were ready to just send that dude packing out of town. Like there were Aggies that probably would have rented the U-Haul and loaded up his house for him for the whole for the whole Mike Stoops deal. I actually have met him. uh, Mark Stoops, excuse me. I've actually met Ross Bjork at a seven on seven tournament because he had a son in the 2024 class named Peyton Bjork. Peyton with the uh, A, I believe. Um White, like 5'10 receiver, had like a incarnate word offer and like a few PWOs. And it was a really productive high school receiver, just not a good prospect. And his kid tagged me on like everything and like added me on everything and all that. College, college Station High or Consolidated? Uh, he was at Consol. Um, yeah. And I remember uh, at the state 7 on 7 tournament, Consol like practices for that shit. They were there, of course, um, and I see Peyton on the field, and I'm like, okay, he's here. His daddy's somewhere, and picked his daddy at the crowd, and uh, someone else actually ended up introducing me to him because I knew a parent of another kid on that team. Um, but, yeah, very, very surprised. That was like two summers ago, so very, very surprised to think that they're going to be living in Columbus now, the whole family. 
and that Ohio State have, you know, like how many people – Ohio State is a school like Texas where yeah. they they get who they want, right? So it's like, did y'all miss on anyone here? Uh, or is this the actual first option? Because, again, y'all kind of get who y'all want. Yeah. So, well – Where's that's where's Ross Bjork originally from though? I don't know that. I haven't studied Ross Bjork's background. Where is no he originally idea. from? He's from he's from Dodge City, Kansas. Got his bachelor's at Emporia State, which is also in Kansas, and then his master's from Western Illinois. So he's a he's a Midwestern guy. Uh let's see. Been in Missouri, yeah. I, I mean, I, I guess it makes sense. I, I don't know from maybe wanting to be closer to the Midwest, but that, Columbus, Ohio, really isn't that. You know, it's not Midwest, Kansas, Midwest. Um, yeah, that just didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. The Ross Bjork hire didn't make sense, and the Bill O'Brien hire honestly made less sense. Like, dude, dude, my brother's a Texans fan, Jordan, and like the the irrational hatred my brother has for Bill O'Brien is is strong, man. It's, it's irrational. Fierce. I, it, there's rational hatred for Bill O'Brien, but my brother's crosses that line and just goes to irrational, like wishing things on Bill O'Brien that even though we're unfiltered and uncensored, I'm not going to repeat. On, on this I got show. you. I got yeah. you. I was going to say, I feel like Mr. Bob is pretty deserving of a, a lot of the hate. I mean, he effectively traded the best receiver um, you could argue of this NFL generation for like a bag of chips and a used condom. Um, so. <laughs> That's why people hate him. Also, I'm sure people in some form or fashion are like, hey, Deshaun Watson, all this. That's Bill O'Brien's fault, too. You know, I'm sure they're figuring out ways to blame it on him as well. But you're the, speaking, the, you're the downhill David started. Johnson, sir. David Johnson, after he'd blown both of his knees out like four times over and had lost a step and had gone like this since his rookie year. Yeah, that David Johnson. Yeah. David Johnson, year five, and David Johnson in like his first two years are two different people. Um, and even David Johnson in his prime isn't worth DeAndre Hopkins in his prime, no. even with the third on draft pick, whatever they added. So, um, yeah, but uh, I, I don't know what Day is doing. Like, uh, if you're Bill O'Brien and you're kind of getting walked off the plank by Saban and then uh, Belichick, when it's like they have these roles on their staffs for guys like you that they're basically like what a Juco is for like former five stars, right? Yeah. Where it's like where you're going to rebound here, you're going to pick up some game here, but it's really like you just kind of got to bust your ass and do nothing in the shadows for a year and hope someone gives you an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Bell, uh, Bill O'Brien can't even get that shit right because <laughs> Saban, Saban and Belichick have the deepest Rolodex in college slash NFL. If they want someone to get a job, someone's getting a job, right? So if those two guys are walking him off the plank, and getting him out after one season. Telling you, man. That is a humongous red flag. And to, for Day to be like, hey, we're going to assemble the Avengers and get the worst possible guy to coach him. Interesting, interesting strategy. But like, it would have made, made more sense to, to bring this full circle. If Ryan Day had hired Kellen Moore to be his offensive coordinator, that would have made more sense to me than hiring Bill O'Brien. Yeah. Go get Petrino, baby. Come on now. Bring a little SEC flare up north. Dude, that's, um, that's how you know. Like, it's crazy. It's crazy how on track it looked like Sam Pittman had that thing at Arkansas. And then to see like where it's gone since since that 21 season. 
Like the fact oh, that it's gotten they, so bad. It's gotten so bad that like honestly, if in, in 2021, if you looked at Arkansas, if you looked at Arkansas at the end of that season, they were nine and four. And you said, and you just told any Arkansas fan, hey, three, two years from now, it's gonna be so bad here that Bobby Petrino's gonna come back as the offensive coordinator. Dude, you'd have been laughed out of the room. You'd have had your fan card revoked. And that's reality for Arkansas football right now. Hey, uh, Arkansas had some good timing because, like, if this shit with Sam Pitten, Sam Pittman happened in, like, 2020 when, I don't know, things have gotten a little more lax since 2020. If that happened in 2020, the Bobby Petrino shit probably would have been vetoed, let's be honest. There's no way they would have let him come back then, I feel like. Like, if yeah. this had to have happened three years ago. But... um. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm trying to think of other OC hires. I mean, even seeing, like, how did Tommy Reese end up on the Browns? Like, did you see that the other day? Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's like ridiculous. Tommy, and Bill O'Brien can't get a – no one wanted Bill O'Brien except for Ryan Day. May, I, I have a hard time believing that Tommy Reese couldn't find a college gig. I mean, maybe, maybe he just wanted to go to the NFL. Maybe he felt like he needs to go to the NFL and kind of re, reinvent himself, I guess. I don't know. Well, dude, you, yeah. you've been a, you've been a play caller at Notre Dame and Alabama. I mean, doesn't get doesn't get a whole lot more prestigious than that. Yeah, with with Arkansas, with what you said, now that I really think about it, it is a fair point. I remember that was like what the uh, first, second, third game Texas played under Sark. Second, second, and they got that ass whooped. That was a bad night. I was impressed by the atmosphere in Fayetteville. Honestly, like uh, Fayetteville, Fayetteville had a. Reynolds Stadium up there has got an open air press box, so like you hear everything. It was, I was impressed with they that that crowd was charged up for Texas to go up there that night. But yeah, it was you could tell that Texas team, man, they were not prepared. Their dudes on that team were not prepared for for what they were walking into that night. Yeah, I'm excited. I uh, I got a kid or two on the team up there that I, that I still talk to, so I'm looking forward to. Seeing them play um, someday. I've been up there a few years ago, but uh, never during a live game. But that stadium looks like it gets wild for some specific games. You want to take my place in Fayetteville this fall? I don't want to go back to Fayetteville. I've been there. Been there, done that. Hey, Jeff, anytime you don't want to go to any games, let me know. I will be there taking photos on the field. I'll tell you, you you can go to Fayetteville. I'm planning on going to Nashville. Um, I haven't talked to Colin yet, but um, I want to go to Nashville. Yeah, I'm not planning on going to the Vanderbilt game, so you can you can have my pass for for Arkansas and Vanderbilt. Sweet, can't have, can't have it for OU though, or A and M. Yeah, that's fine. I've thought about the A and M game, and I've talked about it a little with my dad. I'm like, man, should I try to go? Like, that's really an atmosphere. Like, you got to see at least once. But it's like. Dog, I don't know. I really do not want to deal with that shit. <laughs> and also, like, uh, like I, I don't think I'm famous or anything like that. But, like, sometimes I get recognized, and, like, I'd rather that not happen in a hostile environment at A&M. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's um, why I'm not worried about getting recognized in, in Ann Arbor. Like, I'm, I'll, yeah. be, I'll be fine in and Ann And also, Arbor. like, it, if I was going to the A&M game, like, I'm not going as media. I'm going to go enjoy the game and, like, yeah. watch this. You know? what, what's the trip for me is I get – uh. I get recognized, and inevitably, I'll get recognized at Texas OU just walking around the fairgrounds. Yeah. For, for better and for worse. Because the Texas fans will recognize me. 
But then inevitably some OU fans are going to recognize me and it's just like, I just have to just ignore it and keep walking. Just ignore it and keep walking. You got to get some sunglasses. I don't need to, don't need to have a, uh, don't need a reason to talk to Dallas's finest today. Just keep walking. Yeah. I'll leave that, I'll leave that fighting to everybody else out there to, to really, to actually go fight that fight. Yeah. What's, uh, what's the craziest? Has anyone ever asked, oh my God, you're Jeff Howe. Can I get a picture or anything like that? I've, I've had stuff like that. I've, I've had uh, my wife finds it hilarious. Like we've been at like HEB or Target or wherever, and so people figure out who I am, or they'll be staring for a while, and then be like, "Hey, are you?" And be like, "Yeah," and we go, like, "Oh man, this is cool," or whatever. My wife's like, "Why do people want to talk to you?" I'm like, "This fine." I was like, "They just see me on YouTube or know me from the podcast or whatever. It's it's fine. I don't I don't care." Yeah, I haven't. I haven't had really anyone walk up to me and be like, what's up, man? Are you Jordan? But I've had people like, well, what's up, Jordan? Whatever. But it's like if someone walk up to me and was like, are you? I'd be like, who the f- <laughs> How do you know? Yeah. And just totally forget. But um, no, the, the weirdest thing I've had happen to me, I remember this is in the spring. I'm running to the bathroom. I'm, I'm in the Woodlands at a seven-on-seven tournament. Uh, if you've ever been to a seven-on-seven tournament in Houston, chances are it was at like they always do them at the same complex in the woodlands. Yeah. Um I forgot the name of it. It, it has a specific name like everyone kind of knows, but um I'm in the bathroom and I'm wearing a 24/7 uh windbreaker over hoodie. It was cold as hell that day. Where you had to go number says, 1 or number 2. I had to go number 1, okay. but there's a line for the two urinals and one for the stall and it says 24/7 sports right here. Mm-hmm. I'm wearing a backpack. This is what I do all the time cuz like uh, this is going to be hard for people to understand this, <laughs> but like people see the 24 seven logo and they're like, Hey man, you got to come like take pictures of my kids and make them all profiles right now. Or like, yeah. Hey man, like I have a five star, like you need to see him. I'm like, Oh, tell me about him. And he's like, yeah, he's in the seventh grade. He's like five, six, like shit like that happens too much. Yeah. So I'm trying to kind of cover up the logo. This dude, <laughs> he's from Mississippi. Cause he's wearing a Mississippi, like seven on seven. I forgot the name of the program, but. They're clearly from Mississippi. He has two, like, 10-year-olds with him because these tournaments will also go as far down to, like, 8U, and there'll be 8U, 10U, 12U, 14, 15, and mm-hmm. 18U going on. <laughs> She's, he sees my logo. I'm like, fuck. And, again, we're waiting for the bathroom. We're in the bathroom waiting for the bathroom. You got you to gotta, you gotta go. You got to take care of business. And he's like, "Are you, you work for 24-7 Sports? And I looked down and back up at him. I was like, yeah. He's like, what's your name? And I was like, Jordan Scruggs. He's like, okay. And uh, he's like, you got your phone? I was like, yeah. He's like, can I put my Twitter? And I was like, sure. And this is like, again, the dude's probably 37 years old and has like two 10-year-old sons. But it's like, I'm bad at just being like, no, dude, fuck off. I'm not giving you my phone or saying anything like that. So I give him my phone. He puts his Twitter in. I think I'm good. It's taking a minute. So I think I'm just going to turn around and walk out. I'm considering it. While like I'm kind of running through my mind, should I walk out? The dude turns with his phone and says, hey, can I take a picture of you with my sons? In, in the, the bathroom? bathroom? Yes! And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, okay. dude, I literally, I had my hood on and, like, covered my mouth because I'm like, if he tweets this shit, I don't want anyone recognizing me. <laughs> but why, that why is, by why far is the Jordan, weirdest Why is thing. Jordan getting photographed with two 10-year-old kids in the bathroom somewhere? Dude, I, I remember I remember coming out, coming out of that and walking back to uh, where kind of the people I was there at the tournament with and telling them they would not, they would not believe me. 
to where I had to go find the people that did it and point out it was those people that did it. <laughs> but I've never yeah. had anything anywhere close to that. Yeah, t- Taylor Ham follows kids in the bathroom. Meanwhile, I get followed by kids in the, <laughs> in the bathroom, I guess. That's uh, wild, man. How, how the hell are we supposed to finish this show? Like, we can't, we can't top that. We can't follow that. Yeah, I, I don't even know. I don't even I guess uh, we'll get... I, I know it's... Uh, yeah, just say once we we're out of the restroom. Uh, yeah, no, it wasn't great. My uh, The rest of my day, I was just like, I can't believe, like... <laughs> They they gotta get they gotta test these guys before they let them have kids. Like, what are we doing? Yeah, man, that's just just because just because you worked for a just because you worked for twenty four seven. Yeah, yeah, and uh, like a lot of other times, it'll like I have a I have a really good memory. Um, I'm really good at seeing photos of like like for example the Texas Junior Day there's like 100 kids there there's a lot mm-hmm. of out of state kids i've never seen in person i've just seen their pictures online they get off the bus everyone else is like who is that i can be like oh that's such and such yeah so whenever people are walking up to me and are like hey jordan what's up like good to see you again and i don't recognize them like 9 times out of 10 it's cuz i've never met them and like the amount of people Dude. that like come up to you when you're wearing the the 24/7 merch or jacket compared to i don't know nike and they're like, what's up, man? Nice to meet you. It like skyrockets times 100. Or, or people acting like they've met you before, different stuff like that. Like, I don't know. That That's uh, probably the part I hate most about the job is just those awkward parts of it. Because it's like you can't, you got to represent the company well. You can't really say what you want to say. But also it's like, dude, privacy and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, man. Um I I rem- I can remember like all my times covering recruiting and I know people mean well but it's like I, the same thing it's like oh yeah you work for twenty four seven well, I got this kid blah 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 he's great he's not and then you look and it's like okay well he's a five eight defensive tackle um, don't really know a lot of schools that are in the market for something like that or or the one that like if there's a kid that in the same district or something that just committed to like, uh, he commits to a P five school, right? Well, my kid went up against that kid for a whole game and whooped him the whole game. He wasn't that good. All right. Where's the film? And I never get the film. <laughs> yeah. No, the best, the best is whenever like our rankings update and I'll have a trainer call me and be like, there's no way this kid is above my kid. And I'll be like, Okay. Tell me why your guy's better. Tell me why your guy's better. Yeah. Well, you and probably like, you haven't seen the other kid. Yeah. And then it's like, do you know how our rankings work? It's NFL draft projection, my boy. Like, we don't even have verified measurements for your guy. Yeah. Yeah. Rent. I I have a lot of respect for Gabe and Hudson and Ivans and Coop and the guys that do rankings. It is, it is the most thankless job in our business, right? Like, I know the work those guys put in. And if you, the commits to your school aren't aren't ranked appropriately, those guys are clueless and have no idea what they're doing. If they are ranked, then they're cutting edge and revolutionary and know better than the rest of the industry what's going on with the kids committed to your school. So it's like, you, I don't know, man. It's, it's so weird. Yeah. No, 580 tackle, like, that That shit is very real. Like, the amount of, like, kids I've seen 
where it's like, hey, man, like, he's 5'10", he's a little undersized, but, like, he's a dog. And it's like, <laughs> I, I see him in person, and it's like that 5'10 is really, like, 5'7 and a half barefoot, and yeah. he's not a dog, and he's not, like, you can't be undersized and slow either. You're not <laughs> slept on either. You're just undersized and slow. Yeah. I had a kid one time. Um, I was outside of a locker room waiting to interview a kid committed. To, I don't say who it was. Kid was committed to Texas and I'm waiting outside and the coach that I told me, he's like, yeah, he'll talk. Just, you know, let him get dressed and he'll, he'll, you can grab him before he goes to the bus. Cool. So I'm just waiting outside. You know how it is after a high school game, like everybody's getting dressed and meeting parents and stuff. And I'm just standing there. I'm like, I'm, I'm texting or sending an email or something while I'm waiting. I look up from a phone. This kid's standing in front of me. He goes, uh, Hey, you work for you work for twenty percent. I'm like, yeah. And you're like, what's your name? Introduce myself. He's like, oh, I'm so and so. And he just looks at me and he goes from smile to frown. He goes, thanks for the two stars, and walks away. I'm like, okay, that was that gives me real incentive to go back to the rankings council and to take a second look. So, yeah. That was one of the weirdest yeah. ones I've ever that, had. That's also like you said the rankings council is like a thankless job. It is. Yeah. But also the rankings council isn't dealing with the repercussions when the rankings get changed. Only we do. <laughs> They're not the ones that need to have relationships with people. We are. So <sighs> like <laughs> and people think And we're the, the ones like, that gotta deal with people to the site. I'm like, yeah. for something that nobody that works on this site had any say in or control over. Yeah. No nah, man, it, it, it yeah, Jordan happens. Jordan got with Hudson and told him to you need to drop Xavier Filson in all these spots. You need to make sure Bro, this you, you weren't supposed to tell him. You weren't supposed to tell him. <laughs> yeah, no. Um I don't know. In the rankings too, like I, I just wish we for like a week put it uh <laughs> Okay. <laughs> uh I just know uh, like if we put for a week on a website, like rankings do not reflect who we think is the best player it reflects our draft projection for three years from now yeah one week where it's like before you go to 247sports.com it pops up you got to click like x to get get that off your screen yeah. something like that would be awesome because like people just don't understand well it's the same like uh, you know, I know if if on three does a rankings drop, right? Like if they do a yeah. rankings update, it's going to be the same thing. Like on three is garbage; they don't know what they're oh, doing. Yeah. Or rivals will be the same thing, and ESPN is the same thing. Like I get it, I get it. It's just I don't know. It's it's one of those things I used to really concern myself with, and now where I wanted to like defend the rankings council or whatever. Now I'm just like, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. They ain't. They're not blocking the bullets that are hitting me for my board. The, the only <laughs> thing. The only thing I'll, I'll push back on is like something that I just know is like factually incorrect. Like there's somebody on our board that every time the rankings come out, they blame Wilt Fong and like, oh, Wilt Fong pushes oh, yeah. all the Aggie guys. I'm like, Wilt Fong doesn't have anything to do with the rankings. It's like this excuse is going to be hilarious <laughs> in a few months. <laughs> and if he did, and if he did, if Wilt Fong did have anything to do with the rankings. Uh, he's not pushing A and M kids. I can assure you yeah. that. It'd be, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like I said, the stuff that's like I'm like, okay, let's just like 
it's kind of like uh you know watching people fight and then at some point like okay we got to break this up like just say whatever you want but then at some point i'm like all right let's just you can have your opinion but like let's just separate like this is factually not correct so let's just yeah. get that out there uh, yep while we wait for uh Damn. For Trey and BK to jump on. Looks like we I got some research to do on Kenny Baker today, not the former Star Wars cast member, but uh Yeah, I, I was scrambling Kenny. trying to look up Kenny Baker real quick and I was like, no, god damn it. And like what Kenny Wars. Baker Dolphins. <laughs> so uh, BK, any thoughts on Texas having a new defensive line coach and it's Kenny Baker from the Miami Dolphins? Best coach ever. Like when the Dolphins defense was good, it was because of Kenny Baker. When the Dolphins' defense was bad, it was somebody else's fault. So, how many years was he in Miami? Uh, one awesome year. It was okay, okay, so okay, great. Okay, okay. Uh, okay. He the, might know what he's talking about. The Dolphins. Uh, it wasn't his fault that you know Patrick Mahomes torched them in the playoff game. Or yeah, you know, the, Tua. That was all Tua turned the ball. That was Vic Fangio's fault. fault. Vic Fangio got fired. So yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Daniel knew what he was doing. All the good hey. stuff, though. That's. That's Kenny Baker. So we got a good one here. Like I'd rather have him than Vic Fangio, honestly. Like great, great hire for us. Who's I don't even know who Bo Davis is. Who's that guy? Yeah, what's a Bo Davis? That's that's some crappy transfer from southeastern Louisiana, I think. <laughs> I, I thought he was one of the two brothers from Dukes of Hazard. Is that not? <laughs> uh, we're not biased at all today, are we, fellas? If the Dukes of Hazard came back, would the, would it, would it be politically incorrect to call their car the General Lee, or could you even have the General Lee anymore? Would they have to do? Would they have to switch it up and get a new gimmick? No, they'd call it the General Petraeus, and the flag on top of the car would be the uh, the NATO flag. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a terrible, terrible gimmick that would be. That's bad. Hmm. Or or Lee would just stand for leadership, excellence, and exuberance. I feel like we're just living in a South Park episode now. Like I really feel like part of our lives that's out. That's what we're doing here. So I mean, shit, we're pretty much an idiocracy considering who the uh, presidential race is about to between be between. I mean, the third candidate is Robert F. Kennedy Jr. For Pete's sake. Are we, man. I thought that guy got killed yeah, a long time we're, ago. We're we're gonna be watering all of our. Uh, crops with gatorade like uh like idiocracy rondo electrolytes in it it's got what plants crave <laughs> electrolytes bk can you see about getting brondo to be a sponsor here on the channel fuck yeah sure we have a lead i mean look i once put boone's farm in cereal and, and ate it that way in college like i'll oh. i'll do i'll do whatever bitch you want me to do with brondo good matter. god man i guess i should ask what cereal it's fruity pebbles Okay, all right. You know what? That actually works. Good for you. It's like kind of orange something or other. I mean, look, Trey, when there when there's no milk at four in the morning and you're hungry, it's you just reach for the nearest palatable liquid and it was Boone's for him. So. Did you finish the full bowl? No, I passed out before that could happen. <laughs> he left the cereal. There was no liquid left in the bowl, but Yeah, yeah. It's uh I try to forget all the times where I lived a wheels off existence and uh, every now and then I just have to remind myself of the kind of debauchery I used to engage in. Texas State, baby. That's what it's for. Don't have a quarterback, but we'll drink your stadium out of beer. Yes. Yeah. Props to Texas State for like finding a way to have the most fucked up just portal scenario happened by far this year by yeah. that close. 
not great, not ideal, but yeah, yeah. TJ Finley's going to be throwing bombs on that Western Kentucky offense, like 50 attempts a game. We won't be doing it in San Marcos. Uh, All right, Trey, BK, you guys have a great show. BK, good stuff this morning, by the way. Thank you. Did you get some food while you were out there? Trey was, oh, I spent 50 bucks. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fantastic. I'm going to have to head, I'm going to have to head that way. Trey, I'm guessing, did you spend 50 bucks this morning? No, I, I got, I, I love Christy and I know how good the food she makes is. I've been a fat fucking slob all week. So I had to say no. <laughs> BK, you know, I, I had a buddy who was exactly like you, like this dude, we would go to like a restaurant and everybody would like eat their meal and then he would order a second plate and the dude didn't gain weight. Like he just a consistent, like 175, his whole twenties. I'm like, one day that shit's gonna come back and bite you, and it never has. My guy's still like 190 pounds, just cruising through life. Like, I hate you. I hate everything about you. But god damn it, do I respect you? Give me the end yeah. of the West Mantooth speech to Ron Burgundy. I need that part of it too. Yeah, are you? Yeah, uh, you have less than two months until those uh, 20s genetics run out. Get ready for the saddlebags, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I always said I'm going to be fat one day. We'll see. We'll see if it happens. Uh, I'll I'll do I'll get enough of that done for you. BK. <laughs> come join the club. The water's oh, warm. Yeah. Whenever you're ready to jump at this end of the pool. All right, fellas. We we'll back and do it tomorrow. I got Kenny Baker research to do. There we go. Right, see you.